Hey, yo, my name's Roger. My name's Grant. And let's get to talking sports. Alrighty, Grant. Today we're here on Saturday night. We didn't get to do our podcast yesterday. We're both consumed with things to do yesterday, but we're going to squeeze in the Sunday night preview um, here on Saturday night. So let's, let's recap that Thursday night football game real quick. We had Pittsburgh Steelers coming out on top 20 to 16. Both teams played right to where the implied team totals were. That game ended on, I believe, was that a two point spread? Did that end at two? Sorry. I can't remember. Well, I took the wrong side. I had Tennessee. But that game was pretty much exactly what we anticipated Smash Mouth football. A lot of running the ball, defensive lines kind of disrupted everything in that game. Deontay Johnson, shout out to Deontay Johnson on my fantasy team with his first touchdown in almost two years. Congratulations to him. I was very excited to see that. And then Kyle Phillips had a great game. I had called that on the Wednesday show. I had said that they were going to kind of clamp down on DeAndre Hopkins and that Kyle Phillips was going to find the middle of the field a little bit, and, and he did. He came away the leading wide receiver for Tennessee. What do you think of Will Levis's performance? Yeah, I didn't get to watch like the first quarter and a half of this game, so I started watching around the second quarter. But I saw the stats from Levis. It actually wasn't too bad. I mean, he had the interception at the end of the game, but that's just garbage time where he's got to try to force that in there to have a chance to score a touchdown. Um he wasn't phenomenal, wasn't great, wasn't the game before where he had those three D bombs to DeAndre Hopkins. Again, this was more of running game. Derrick Henry, Najee actually did pretty good. Jalen Warren did really good. So I think he hung in there and he did what he needed to do. Um, but again, you're playing Pittsburgh, like tough defense. So props to him for the interception only coming at the very last play of that game. And there was no other turnovers in that game, but I thought he did all right. I mean, he did he did decent enough for them to stay in that game to have a shot. I really liked seeing that he kept his composure. He was very poised. He looked really great in the pocket, actually. Watching the game, a lot of rookies, you see panic in the pocket when they see the pressure coming. And when TJ Watt's coming at you 100 miles an hour, then yeah. you got to get rid of the ball. And he hung in that pocket. He looked confident, and he slung the ball. So I think that he's going to be – a really good talent for Tennessee if they can put the right offense around him. I think Vrabel will do a good job of that. Yeah. And looking at his stats too, I mean, he had 39 passing attempts. So for a team that likes to run the ball with Derrick Henry, that's not too bad. And he had 262 yards. No touchdowns, did have the interception. Um, The other side, Kenny Pickett was 19 of 30 for 160 yards. Obviously he had the one touchdown to Deontay, but – as far as yards and opportunities, Levis kind of won that battle. Yeah, this game, the Steelers moved to five and three. They nope. are leading in the wild card race in the AFC. So this was a big mm-hmm. win for them at home. And Tennessee, with the loss, moves to three and five. And they're third to last in the AFC. I don't really see them making a playoff push. So this is going to be a good time to. Let Will Levis just grow. 
into the player that you need him to be and then come back next year, add some pieces over the offseason. Yep. Hopefully Traylon Burks is healthy and can get back on the field. That was a scary incident the other night. So I think that not all is lost for the Titans. I was surprised that they didn't blow it up at the deadline after trading Bayard to the Eagles, but showed a lot of promise. And I think that the Titans have pretty good young quarterback coming up. Alrighty. And that leads us to our Sunday preview for the games. I've, I'm really excited. This is going to be kind of a crazy week of football. So we got four teams on by. We got the Broncos, the Jaguars, the 49ers, and the Lions. All fun teams to watch except for the Broncos. <laughs> and then this week consists of four games that you could say are in contention for the game of the year. And then the rest are backup quarterbacks and Really nothing special. So yeah. let's yep. get to it. Let's start off with the game in Germany. We got the Miami Dolphins playing an away game against the Kansas City Chiefs on a neutral field. Point spread for this, Kansas City's favored by one and a half points, and the over-under is 51. What's your read on this game? Yeah. This is obviously one of those games that's going to be the game of the year. Again, I don't know why it's in Germany and why it's not a home game. Um, NFL, I think, kind of messed up that scheduling. This is going to be a big game. Miami's explosive offense, Chiefs. Obviously, you've got Mahomes, you've got Kelsey. Um, Chiefs defense is actually really well, too. It would be interesting, too, because Miami's not really played some solid defenses so far. I think the most solid one they played was Buffalo. And they actually hung in there pretty well. Kansas City's defense is actually doing pretty good this year and keeping the team in the game. So, yeah, that that spread at one and a half over under 51. Man, we might have an explosive offensive game. Tyreek Hill, Tua, Kelsey, and Mahomes on the other side. Um, yeah, hopefully we see a little bit more offense than last week. I just love that the Chiefs had no offense last week against the Broncos. But I think this week with more healthy Mahomes, they should be a little bit more explosive. Chiefs side, Pacheco and Rashi Rice have to step up. Um, teams have been able to run on Miami pretty well, so I think Pacheco will have a pretty good game. But somebody's got to step up on that wide receiver side and take some pressure off of Kelsey, and I think Rashi has that uh, that opportunity. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting notes about this game going into it as well. This is... Tyreek Hill playing against the Kansas City Chiefs that he left a few years ago. So that's kind of a narrative surrounding this game. Kansas City playing in Germany where they have the exclusive NFL rights in Germany. They are going to have a crowd that is ready to rock tomorrow morning. Are you going to get up at 6.30 or 7.30 to watch this game? 7.30. I will be getting up for this one because this is a big enough game. Um, where I'm going to want to watch this. Again, I think two explosive offenses, I'm going to watch this game. Yeah, and another interesting storyline is Miami traveled earlier in the week. They got there, I believe it was Monday, and have been in Germany all week, and Kansas City arrived, I want to say it was Thursday. Mm -hmm. And so they, they kind of took a different approach. And we've seen this bite teams in the butt that don't travel earlier in the week and try to come in a few days before the game. 
So I really like Kansas City in this spot. I love laying the point in that point and a half. This is a get right game for Patrick Mahomes coming off one of the most embarrassing games of his career. And I think that this Miami team, like you said, they haven't really played any real teams this year. The closest game that they had was a two-point game against the Chargers. And I don't think the Los Angeles Chargers are anything special. So when I look at their schedule and they're beating up on the Patriots, Broncos, (laughs) they got crushed by the Bills. But then they're beating up on the Giants, Panthers, and then got beat by the Eagles. The two good teams that they played, they lost to by double digits both times. So I expect Kansas City to come out with a win. I think that this is a get right game for Patrick Mahomes and they're going to I think that they're going to look really good. Yep. Like you said Rashi Rice, I think that they'll attack Kelsey and Rashi Rice a lot in the past game. I don't I think that Pacheco will get his carries. I don't think that he's going to carry this team, but be ready for the Kansas City defense to show out and put a lot of pressure on Tua, who is not good under pressure and has not been able to get the ball out really well. So, yep, I'm excited to watch this game. This week, then game. that moves us to our 1 p.m. Eastern slate. We've got a lot of crap games in this slate, so. Let's kind of tackle this real quick. Some of these games I'm not going to have many notes on. Nope. We we can start with Arizona and Cleveland. This is an 11.5 point spread. Arizona team that's starting a rookie quarterback in Clayton Toon, and Cleveland has one of the best defenses in the NFL. This game's in Cleveland. Low... Low total, 37.5. Yeah. This, I really, this, this is a game that I really want to stay away from, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm curious to see, too, like, what's the weather going to be like in Cleveland? I'm looking it up real fast. Yeah, well, while you're looking at that up, I'll kind of highlight. I don't think that this game presents much fantasy value to you unless you're playing the Cleveland defense. Yeah, absolutely. I really, I guess Trey Mc, Trey McBride at tight end as a streamer yeah. might be the best option for Arizona, but I do not think that DeMarcado is going to get a lot of touches in this game. I don't mm-hmm. think that Hollywood Brown is going to get a lot of catches from Clayton Toon. I think that Cleveland's going to want to put the pressure on him. I think Cleveland comes away with a few turnovers. And this is a game that Cleveland wins with their defense. Really ugly, low-scoring game. And yeah. Cleveland comes out with a defensive touchdown or two. Yeah. And on the Cleveland side, I mean, again, with struggles at QB, I mean, Mari Cooper, Kareem Hunt, I know is going to be playing. We'll see if Jerome Ford can come back. But, yeah, this is an ugly game. At 37.5, that total with an 11.5-point spread. <laughs> the money's saying Arizona is, like, not going to score at all. So. Yeah, it's 50 degrees too, so it's not bad. Um, it'll be a nice kind of sunny, cool game, so no weather impact. But, yeah, Cleveland's defense might have a heyday. 80% of the money on the under tomorrow in that nice. game and 87% of, 87% of the bets are on Cleveland tomorrow. So 
this actually is a spot that I kind of like Arizona. Plus yeah. the 11 and a half points. These, these NFL teams don't like to cover the double digit spreads. We saw Arizona mm-hmm. get a backdoor cover last week. I texted you about that. I hit a parlay on that. So yeah. I was all excited about that, but these, these double digit, par- these double digit lines are just really hard to hit as a favorite. So yes, Yep. I would either bet yep. Arizona or I would steer clear from this game if you don't trust Arizona and their rookie quarterback. Alrighty. Yeah. Our second almost game of the year, we got a really good Seattle team that's in first place at the NFC West. And yeah. they're flying into Baltimore. This game is six and a half point spread right now. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of thoughts on this game. I think Baltimore is one of the best six and two teams out there. Yeah, absolutely. I saw some stats that they literally have the best stats of any six and two team ever around their offense and some different efficiency metrics. I really like Baltimore in this spot. I'd probably stay away from it if they got to seven. Mm-hmm. But Seattle flying across the country, playing in the early time slot that they're not used to playing in. I think that this could be a game that we see Seattle not playing their best football. Geno Smith scrambling a little bit and turning over the ball. How do you see this yeah. one turning up? Yeah, again, this is in the NFC or sorry, AFC like for Baltimore, NFC for Seattle. Like these are teams that are at the top of each conference. So Baltimore, yeah, six and two. Seattle obviously had a buy there at five and two. Um this could be offensive game scoring. Baltimore's defense is really good. So, yeah, we could see Geno scrambling and trying to find targets. Metcalf, Lockett, JSN. Hopefully JSN can stay in that mix for the past two weeks. He's been performing, at least fantasy-wise. He's gotten touchdowns, which is nice to see. Um, if they get all those three options and then the split between Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet, this is a good Seattle offense. And again, they're, they're towards that top. You got Philly, Detroit, and then Seattle in that conference leading. So this is, in my opinion, a must-win game for Seattle to kind of establish themselves as a contender in the NFC. Like, if you can go into Baltimore, again, fly across the country, play in the early time slot, and take it to a great defense, Seattle's got some some legit options and um, stuff to be NFC in the conference, be the leaders in that conference. So 44 points, I mean, that's – Typical for what we see for great offenses in the NFL. Um, six and a half, yeah, I would stay away from Baltimore if it gets that seven. I think this is going to be pretty close game. Yeah, interesting note about this game as well. Baltimore has 50, 54% of the bets and only 30% of the money, which means heavy money is coming in on Seattle. 46% mm-hmm. of the bets, but 70% of the money. So. It looks wow. like the professional betters and the big the big betters are betting Seattle in this spot. Like I said, it's hard for me to wrap around a West Coast team traveling across the country. I guess tomorrow is daylight savings time. We do fall back an hour, so it may not have yeah, as big know. of an impact. But I can tell you from experience, I've never seen the Broncos play well on the East Coast in this no. 11 o'clock time slot. Alrighty. Yeah, this this could be a fun game. Yeah, and there's gonna be a lot of fantasy impact in that game. A lot of guys on both oh, yeah. teams that are gonna be contributing to fantasy lineups. Nothing crazy out yep. of the ordinary, but 
It's going to be nope. I think that that's going to be the game that my eyes are on most of that morning slate. Because yes, I don't absolutely. I don't think that I can watch this next game Chicago and New Orleans. No, this is the same as Arizona and Cleveland. This is I know New Orleans is a nine and a half or nine for the spread, but Badgett's still playing for Chicago. Chicago's look terrible. New Orleans is streaky. Like I know that over under is at forty one, but yeah, this is not a game I'm gonna like lock my eyes on to either. Um yeah, I don't got much to say about this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean like in you New said, Orleans you've got in the dome. Like you said, you've got rookie Tyson Badgett going up against check down Derek Carr and check down Derek Carr. <laughs> and that offense that has not been a lot of fun to watch lately. Yeah. This game doesn't yeah, I mean, do much New for Orleans, me. You you've got Camara. You've got Camara. I mean, again, check down Carr. Camara's going to get his wide or his running back screen. Oh, he's he's going to get a huge fantasy game. Camara will have a huge fantasy game. Outside of that, I mean, we still haven't seen like Olave get going. Um, Michael Thomas is like the most consistent eight to ten point dude in fantasy right now. Um, Chicago side again, you got Badgin playing and. Obviously, I think your only impact in there is DJ Moore. Like, DJ Moore is going to get catches. It's going to come down to if Chicago can get touchdowns in this game. Um, and I don't really see that happening. Big money on the this Bears. this is a good New Orleans defense. This is a good defense on New Orleans side. Yeah, that's true. There's big money on the Bears coming in on this one. Kind of like that other game that we were talking about. New Orleans is getting 66% of the bets, 26% of the money. That means Dang. Chicago's getting 34% of the bets, but 74% of the money, which is a 40% difference. Interesting. This is a game, like I said, it's over a touchdown, almost that double digits. It can be really hard for teams to cover. You're up two scores at the end of the game. Chicago yeah. gets the ball back. You're playing more of a prevent defense, keeping everything in front of you. You give up a drive and let them score the backdoor touchdown at the end yeah. to cover the spread. I'd stay away from New Orleans on this one. If you're going to bet it, bet the yeah. Bears. Uh, I will be taking the Bears plus nine tomorrow. I like this game a lot That's... for okay. betting purposes. I don't really want to watch it for the football prowess that we're going to see, but yeah, I like Chicago yep. plus nine. All righty. Not bad. What's our next game, Grant? Uh, we got Tampa Bay at Houston. This is uh, minus three for Houston over under at 40. Houston obviously coming off uh, last week losing to Carolina to the worst team in the league right now. So I think Houston might have a fire under themselves to go out and perform a little bit better. Um, this is a Tampa Bay team that has been streaky. I mean, you got Baker Mayfield, which has been one of the most streaky quarterbacks this year. He can either be on target, hitting Godwin, hitting Evans, and they can be scoring touchdowns, or the opposite can be happening. They're just three and outs like crazy. So mm, this is a tough game. I would stay away from the spread on this because it really could go either way. I mean, it's only at three, which I don't like in the first place. I would right. take it at two and a half. But, yeah, this – Houston team, I think, is going to have a fire under their butt to perform, and especially in their their running backfield. So Damian Pierce bet, or somebody. 
You would bet Houston if they were two and a half? If Houston was two and a half, I think I would bet them. Yes. That's interesting. I like the number. I like the number play. Houston coming off of a really bad loss last week. Playing at home, I think that they could be ready to play. That's an interesting, interesting thought. Like you said, I don't, I don't really like the point spread on this one. The yeah. under intrigues me in this one. 40 points. I don't mm. see either of these teams really getting to 20. Yeah, true. So Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Houston's a great, great defense. Tampa Bay needs to be able to run with White, be able to pass down the field. And I think in the past couple of games, we just haven't seen that. So, yeah, other than that, there's not much else in this game. Fantasy-wise, Evans is going to be the target for Tampa Bay. If you've got C.J. Stroud and he's like your only option at quarterback, like if you have C.J. Stroud and who knows who else you have that's down the list on QB, I would play C.J. I mean, C.J. has been consistent this year. He's been hitting his targets. He's been hitting um, Collins and and Dell. Hopefully Dell can have a better game. Dell had a terrible game last week for fantasy-wise. I think he only had like five or six points. But, yeah, other than that, under looks good. I don't see either of these teams getting up to that 20. Yeah. Tampa Bay coming off three straight losses. This might be a game that they're really hungry for a win. Mm-hmm. I think that this will be a really close game. I think that this will be a really gritty game. Probably yeah. not a game that I have a ton of interest in sitting down and watching all day either. So, no. I definitely like the under. That's the only pick that I would take in this game. I would stay away mm-hmm. from that point spread. I think rookie quarterback, just too too unpredictable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Taylor Heineke versus Josh Dobbs <laughs> in yeah. the mid-bowl of all time. Let's talk mid-teams. Let's start with Minnesota. Josh Dobbs going into a team that has their number one wide receiver hurt, being led by Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, and TJ Hawkinson. An anemic run game with Alexander Madison. Yep. Minnesota will be interesting to watch tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, again, you're bringing in Dobbs, more kind of mobile quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Kirk likes to sit in the pocket and throw it. Dobbs can get out and run a little bit this Atlanta team seems to be like falling apart I think their offense with Heineke is going to explode a little bit more but yeah this is mid bowl of the week like you said two mid teams both sitting at four and four who knows what can happen I also think that it's really funny that both of these teams have really great weapons on the offensive side of the ball oh you know yeah absolutely they've both got great weapons Kyle Pitts is a phenomenal athlete. Drake London, yep. B. John Robinson. There's no um, reason that yeah. Atlanta should be sitting at four and four. I like Atlanta a lot in this game. I like the three and a half. I think Taylor Heineke is legit. Taylor Heineke, yeah. I think, is ready to come out slinging the football tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the ball to Kyle Pitts and he's going to run a lot with B. John Robinson and then hit play action to Drake London. So Atlanta is my pick in this game. I think Minnesota 
is a team that they're hard to trust on the road. But with yeah, a backup quarterback, it, with a backup quarterback that just got there earlier this week, I don't really like this spot for them. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Vikings are on a three-game winning streak right now. They took down um, Chicago, which was an easy game, but that was a close game, nineteen to thirteen. Took down the Niners, and then Green Bay last week, twenty-four to ten. So we'll see if Minnesota can keep their their win streak going. The answer is no. Moving on to our next game. <laughs> Sorry, Vikings fans. Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. I like Josh Dobbs. I really hope that you guys stay in the wild card contention. I love Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I'd love to see Jay Jettas back on the field, just tearing it up. But Taylor Heineke's my dude. Taylor Heineke's going <laughs> to shred in this game. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, I'll be uh, buying T-shirts next week to say "Kiss my Heineke." Alrighty. So, <laughs> next game, another another game of two teams that just have really not met an expectation this year. Washington yeah. goes into New England. New England's a two and a half point favorite. Talk to me, Commanders, Patriots. What do you like in this game? We will see if. Mac Jones can hit some targets. Washington secondary. I mean, they got torn apart by Philadelphia, but Philly is obviously Philly. The answer is no. We'll actually see if Mac Jones can pull it together this week. He won't. Yeah, I agree with you. The answer is no. I just, this offense and this scheme and how they're running things is just horrible. Like you, you do have targets on this team. I think it obviously sucks. Um, I can't remember who they lost last game to injury. But I know it was one of their wideouts. So yeah, Kendrick Pop Bourne. Douglas, Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne is Bourne. out, and yeah, Devontae Parker's out. out. Yeah, so you got Juju and Pop Douglas and Hunter Henry. So yeah, I, there's. We'll see. I mean, this again is a bad secondary, but when you don't have guys that can perform on the wide receiver side and the tight end side in the secondary, bad secondaries can play great defense. So. Offensively for Washington, though, I mean, Sam Howell is going to keep going. That dude is going to keep streaming full stream ahead. I know you've got um, – I can't remember the injuries for this week, but I know wide receivers hurt on the commander side. So Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Curtis Samuel. Um, Curtis Samuel. Yep. Curtis Samuel was injured this week. So you've got Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin that can really tear up this New England secondary. Yeah. So the biggest piece will be can they like, protect Sam Howell, who leads the NFL in sacks? Yeah, so nope. I think New England will try we'll to put the it. pressure on Howell, try to force yeah. a few turnovers. But I uh, like the Commanders in this spot. I think yeah, that their coach has got this team ready. I think the enemy. I said this the other day. I think the enemy is starting to learn his players and really learning how to utilize Sam Howell and Jahan Dotson and all these guys and I'm really excited to see what's next for this team. I think that yeah. they can make a run and sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. This is a game that I'm starting like a lot of my commanders players. Mm -hmm. Except for Pop Douglas. I don't see a reason to start any Patriots unless you Yeah. Pop Douglas or Hunter Henry. No one's starting Juju. Yeah. 
And if you are, throw them back on waivers, find Why? someone else. You don't need to be starting Juju. <laughs> and if you're running with Zeke, man, it's been a rough season. So it's been a rough season. Yeah, if you got either Ramondre or Zeke, this has been a rough fantasy season for you. I say that, but Washington literally just said, who needs defensive ends at the trade deadline? Who needs so, defensive ends? Let's trade them away, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we do see New England just run for 300 yards on this team because they maybe. didn't want to keep defensive linemen yeah. or defensive I ends would, on their team. I'm with you on this. I would take Commanders plus two and a half. I like the commanders. I like how I like how you can move their offense. Um, I like the enemy too. I think the enemy is a great offensive coordinator. Oh yeah, the enemy is a great offensive coordinator. Yeah, I I like Washington in this one. Yeah, I'm starting Sam Howell in fantasy. I'm starting Jahan Dotson this week. Yep. Unfortunately, yep. with these four teams on bye, I'm left starting Brian Robinson on my fantasy team too, but. Hopefully, hopefully, Washington can put up 20, 20 to twenty eight points this week, and I can see production yeah. out of all three of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, and then our last mid game of the morning, we got the crippled Los Angeles Rams going against the. Mm. We have no clue who we are anymore, Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers are yeah. a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Yeah, and again, over under under 40, garbage game. I mean, yeah, there's not much that I would be taking in this game. I wouldn't take the spread in this because I don't know who's going to I'll tell you this. On my YouTube TV multi-view, well. I'm going to make sure that this yeah. game is not on it. Oh, absolutely. This game is definitely not on tomorrow. No. Yeah, so. fantasy production-wise either, I don't even know who you start in this game. I mean, is Nakua, have you checked his well, You'd Nakua have to be plan? a Packers fan to be starting Packers in your lineup. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Aaron Jones yeah, has been... Jordan Love. Okay, bro, go ahead. Jordan Love had a few great <laughs> weeks to start the year. Hasn't really played well yep. the rest of the year. And their wide receivers just aren't putting up any production. Their running backs aren't putting up yeah. any production. It's hard to start anyone in this Packers offense right now. And I don't think that I yeah. could force any of those guys into my starting lineup except for possibly Musgrave or Dobbs. But Christian Watson yeah. hasn't even been getting targeted. And I thought he was going to be a top top 12 no. wide receiver this no. year. This news just came in tonight, I believe, around 6.30. Matthew Stafford's not playing. So Rams are without Stafford. He's got a thumb. He's not expected to play in Sunday's game at Green Bay per Adam Schefter. So, so I don't even know who their quarterback is. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. I know that it used to be John Wolford. I think mm-hmm. that I was listening to something earlier, and they were saying his name was like Dresser or something. Dude, I have no Dresser idea. Win. Dresser win. Well, see if Dresser win can come in and uh, do something with this Los Angeles Rams offense. But I don't know if he's actually the starter. I think he might be the third string. But I thought their their uh, backup was hurt. 
I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Yep, and I don't know if Nakua's playing. Cooper Cup's obviously back. Um, but again, if you don't have Matt Stafford playing, who knows what that fantasy production can look like with those receivers. So this is a garbage game. This is not on the multi-view. I'm not even going to like try to put anything on this game for any of the reasons. Like I just don't like this game. Yeah. Stay away from it. I agree. The only waiver wire ad I liked from the Rams this week was Royce Freeman. Talked to you about mm, him yes. splitting touches with Daryl Henderson. So we might see Royce Freeman or Daryl Henderson getting some high leverage touches in this game. Other than that, yeah. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup are obviously in your lineup because why would you ever take them out? Yep. Possibly possibly Tyler Higby. That's it. Yeah. Nope. Alrighty. Well, I will probably be watching a lot of Seattle and Baltimore and not a lot of anything else during that slate. Yeah. Out of that morning slate, afternoon slate on the East Coast. Seattle, Baltimore looks yeah. like the best game. All right, yeah, afternoon slate. Sorry, the only other one I think I would watch is uh, Houston, Tampa Bay, just to see how CJ does. But um, big that, Baker guy, you know, big Baker guy. Yeah, I like CJ this year. He's done well. So, but yeah, that's more games. Let's move to the CJ. Started game. hot. He's been quite cold the yeah. past three weeks. So, yeah. If you could pick I, it back hope, up. I hope he can bounce back. I am with you. I like seeing CJ Stroud play well. So, all right, Indianapolis, yep. Carolina. Mm, I don't like this game. All right, I next like game, game of the year, Dallas <laughs> going into Philly. Our third game of the year right on this date. Yeah, I'm not talking about Indianapolis and Carolina. No. Oh, I picked up Josh Downs on waivers. I'm really happy for you, man. I'm really happy that Gardner Minshew to Josh Downs is saving your fantasy league, but not for me. Yeah. I mean, if you, I would take Indianapolis two and a half, and I would take the under on that game. Carolina sucks. They got one win so far. They're not going to do anything. If you've got Jonathan Taylor play him, other than that, no. So. Skip that game. I don't want to talk about it. You're giving the Colts way too much credit. I don't think they can cover the two and a half, but. Really? Yeah, I think that they're in Carolina. I think Carolina has a pretty stout defense. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young has been we'll looking a little bit better lately. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think that it's going to be like a, an oddly. I take that back. It might be high scoring because. Indianapolis' defense is not good, and Gardner Minshew is ready to just yeah. sling the ball wherever. So I'm staying away from the total. Nope. I'm really staying away from this game in general. Yeah. So we've got Dallas and Philadelphia. Uh, this is a game of the year. All right. This is minus three, Philadelphia, 47 over under. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to say Dallas is a bunch of frauds. And I know that Skip Bayless and every jerk in the world that wants to talk about the Cowboys on national media is going to talk about how good this defense is and give all the excuses about why Dak should be an MVP quarterback. Philly's going to run the ball right down their throat. They're going to throw to A.J. Brown, their best wide with their pants down again. And this is just (laughs) another episode of 
Dallas bullies the younger brother teams and then goes in and gets their butt whooped by the big brother yep. in the division. Now, Dallas yeah. fans are going to come and, at me and say, well, Dak Prescott has a good has a good record against Philadelphia in his career. Yeah, when they had Carson Wentz. I don't want to hear about it. So, <laughs> Philadelphia is my pick this week. Philadelphia had a tough divisional matchup on the road last week. Came out with the win in Washington. Really gritted out a win. And it was good to see them playing good football. And Dallas had an yeah. easy game against the Rams where they just, they were in a positive game script. They couldn't run the ball with Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. McCarthy has no idea what he's calling with his offense. And he's got all these <laughs> players. And I think he's such a moron. But yeah, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Is Dallas going to win this game? I mean, no. I will kind of push back on the passing game of Dallas. I mean, Philly's secondary has kind of been pretty bad this season so far, and Sam Howell tore him up last week. Um, I like Philly in this game. It's in Philadelphia. When you play in Philly, you've got their fans. You've got their environment. It is hard to win there, especially when you have this team that Philly has. So I don't think Dallas's run game does well at all. Tony Pollard has not been doing great, and Philly's up front is pretty solid. We will see if CeeDee Lamb and some of these other wide receivers can get open. Ferguson um, at the tight end position. We'll see if these guys can create some fantasy production. 47 over under. Um, Typically, division matchups don't hit the overs a lot because these teams play each other most and they know how to play each other well. So it's a good point. I don't know if I would take 47. That's pretty high. I think this is going to be a divisional matchup game, but Philly's going to come out on top. I like it. I would be curious if they ever add like a prop though, for how many brotherly shoves will Philadelphia run in one game? That would be an interesting prop to take. Did you watch survivor this week? I did watch survivor this week. This episode of survivor was fantastic. And shout out Jeff probes for just some great, great, twists in the game but yeah Dallas is gonna be trying to use their shot in the dark this week trying to escape Philly and Absolutely. I don't think that I don't think that they are gonna be able to come out on the right side like Caleb did shout out Caleb that was yep. freaking awesome the way that you played your that shot was, in the dark yeah that was awesome oh my gosh that was one I, of the best like Travels in Survivor history. Like, that'll go down as one of the top ones. That was great. It's not often that you hear me, like, audibly gasp while I'm watching a show, but that was one where I was hyped. I was like, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, I was hyped. I was like watching it. And as, like, Jeff is unrolling the scroll and it says safe, like, I just, like, no went, way. Like, no. I was like, no. no. And then each, like, every vote that got pulled out. Caleb, 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 like everybody had voted Caleb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that game, I love Survivor. That game was nuts, but Dallas, no, nah, you ain't going to have the same luck as Caleb does. So, Philly in this one for sure. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We got the New York Giants going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, uh, game of the year. 
Sure. For Las no, Vegas. shut up. Um, Do not even say <laughs> sure to that. I don't want to hear that at all. No, this is, I mean, Giants don't have Tyra Taylor back, so they've got their third string backup, which I don't even know his name. Vegas coming off a terrible game against Detroit. This is another game I would just stay away from. The, aren't the Giants starting Danny DeVito? Are they? The guy from <laughs> They might uh, be. No, and I'm pretty sure his name's throwing, DeVito. Yeah, but Danny DeVito is probably going to be throwing a Jersey Mike sub instead of the football. Yeah, so, with all that sauce uh, in it. Yeah, yeah, this is the last game in our afternoon slate. This is not... Ah, no, this is gross. This is a nasty game. No, I mean, this you will, could... This will just be a highlight filler on uh, Red Zone. Oh, yeah. While Dallas and Philly are a commercial. So... Yep. I like the Raiders in this spot solely because they have a new coach. They fired their coach that they absolutely hated. I heard the offensive linemen were having like a wrestling match in the locker room. I think that they're just having fun. This will be a thing where they play hard for this guy this week because they hate their old coach. They get a win. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to get excited. And then in three weeks, they'll be back to the upsetting Raiders. So, I actually like Josh Jacobs in this one. I like Devontae Adams. So look for the Raiders would to play well think, this week. And uh, come. Yeah, would you take Raiders defense in fantasy solely off of terrible offense from New York? No. I think that the way that the Giants want to play their game is they want to want, run the ball, play conservative, and then nope. just play a game of field position. We saw them against the Jets last week. They would have been perfectly content winning that game ten to seven. I don't see oh, them. Absolutely. I don't see them firing missiles down the field. So which is unfortunate because so, I think that they have one of the best wide receivers out of this rookie class in Jalen Hyatt, and they just yeah, want to utilize him. But no. I know that I'm a Jalen Hyatt truther and I'll accept that. And someday I think it'll come to fruition, but we'll see. Like I said, the only thing I like in this game is the Raiders. Yeah. And I hate saying that I'm not a big Raiders guy, but Aiden O'Connell is going to be starting for the Raiders. I think Mr. Mustache AOC is going to be distributing the ball to Devonte Adams and to Jacoby Myers and, Look for a Raiders, Raiders win and Las Vegas to be going wild because they don't understand that their team is already out of it. Yeah. Nope. And that brings us to our Sunday night game, the game of the year. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Last year, these two teams played. We've got Buffalo flying to Cincinnati to take on an AFC opponent that they played in the playoffs last year and yeah. They played on Monday Night Football in the infamous DeMar Hamlin game. Now, I don't want to talk about the DeMar Hamlin game. No. Because everyone else is going to talk about it this week. So let's not do that. But <laughs> Cincinnati gave this Buffalo Bills team hell in the playoffs last year. And Buffalo, mm-hmm. Buffalo did everything they could to come back this year and fix all the gaps that Cincinnati exposed. Cincinnati yeah. with Joe Burrow looking real good from his calf injury 
They had a great win on the road last week in San Francisco. They had a great so, win in San Francisco. Yeah. I, I like Cincinnati a lot in this game. Yeah. I like Cincinnati in this. It's at home. They had a great game against the Niners. It seemed like everything started to start clicking for them. Mixon was scoring. Jamar Chase was scoring. Um, T. Higgins is back. Joe looks like he's not hobbling around. He's not injured. He's not worried about that calf. So, and this is a banged up Buffalo defense. Like they have seemed like they've had injuries left and right happen on their defense. I know they've got some guys that came in to try to support them and help them, but 49 and a half, that's a lot of offense. So I like Cincinnati in this game. Um, Two and a half. I like those lines as well. I would take Cincinnati two and a half. I mean, you're at home. Why not buy a field goal? I like it. We also see Josh Allen in these spots where he plays a really good game, and then in the big moment he just crumbles and throws an interception. Yeah. And Joe Burrow is the exact opposite. Like, if there was – if I had to pick one quarterback in the NFL to make a play on fourth and 25, Mm -hmm. the two quarterbacks that you have to go with are Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Yeah, and absolutely. I don't even know if Josh Allen is behind them on that. I don't think Josh Allen is clutch like Joe Burrow is. Joe Burrow just has ice in his veins, and I think that he is made for the big moment. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think that this is going to be a raucous game tomorrow night in Cincinnati. Those fans are going to come out loud and proud, and I expect this to be a really great game. I think that Cincinnati is going to put on a yeah. showing. And I picked this the other day. I said that I think Cincinnati and Jacksonville are going to be in the AFC Championship. And everyone mm-hmm. everyone thought that was a bit of a hot take. I think Cincinnati's going to be yeah. one of the favorites in the AFC after this week if they can pull out the win against Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. They'd be in that run for the uh, AFC. I am looking. To see now. What are you looking? I was looking to see if Cincinnati would be wearing their white uniforms. No, that would be that would be ice cold. But that would be, I yeah, that'd be very cold. I love those uniforms on them. But nope, they will be wearing their black uniforms, black and orange. But they're black and nope. orange against Buffalo's white. Yep. Great game. This is another game that's definitely you want to watch this. We've not had like some great Sunday night games so far. This is going to be a great Sunday night game. Absolutely. I love it. I'm so excited. This is going to be a game that we might have to watch together. So, oh, yeah, definitely. All right. And we are going to save the Monday night football game for tomorrow when we do our Sunday recap of the games. We are so excited for such a fun slate of football. But before we go, Grant and I are going to give a few picks. We'll go every other. We're going to give four picks for this week. And our fifth pick is going to be a lock of the week. And then a bonus pick. We're each going to give a prop that we like this week. So, Grant, do you want to do the honors and start us off with your picks this week? Or would you like me to start? I can start us off. Um, I mean, going back to this Washington and New England game, my pick is Washington plus two and a half. 
this is a great team. Sam Howell's going to be on fire, I think, still be able to run against the secondary. So I got Washington plus two and a half. I'd hold off on saying that they're great. I think that they're fun to watch. I think that Sam Howell <laughs> is a bit of a loose cannon. I don't know if Ron Rivera, I don't know if Riverboat Ron has this team being great yet, but I, I yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I like Washington in this spot because of Eric Bieniemy. That was actually yep. going to be my first pick of the day. So I'm going to pivot Chicago plus nine. I said this earlier. I really like this game, or I really like this team solely because teams just don't like to cover more than seven yeah. points. I know that that's a ridiculous reason to bet a game, but we see the trends pointing one way. It's hard to go against those trends. And this is a game that I think the public is going to be heavily on New Orleans, that they think Alvin Kamara is going to score 10 touchdowns. And he's just not. New Orleans is going to play defensive football. I don't think that they're going to move the ball a lot offensively, but Tyson Badger may come out moving the ball with DJ Moore. You never know. So give me Chicago plus nine for my game one this week. Yes. Um, Okay, going to pick two. Man, this is tough. I mean, as low as Minnesota and Atlanta is for the the over-under at 37, I think Minnesota is going to be able to move the ball pretty well, and Atlanta should score with their offensive weapons. So 37, one team's got to get to that 20 mark. The other team's kind of right under that. Um, I think I would take the over on Minnesota and Atlanta. I was just about to ask you if there is going to be a weather impact on that game, but both these teams play in a dome, so it doesn't matter where the game is. (laughs) It's in a dome. It doesn't matter. It's in a dome. So you got Washington and Minnesota with the over. All right. Yeah, Minnesota Atlanta. Yep. All righty. We should have a friendly wager on these picks. See who does better tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Alrighty. My next pick, I'm going to go with Philadelphia minus three. This is a game that I just love. I think Dallas is frauds. I don't have any love for Dallas in my heart. And mm-hmm. I just think that Philly is going to come out with a dominant win where they show that they are the big brother in the NFC East and Dallas can have fun playing on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Pick three. I'm going to take Seattle plus six and a half. This is again, the game that's going to be on the main screen. I'm watching this one. Um, Baltimore has a great defense, but these are two teams that are top of each conference, NFC and AFC. I think Seattle is going to be able to pull it together. Kenneth Walker is actually like healthier this week. Um, I'm going to take Seattle plus six and a half. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. So I'll take Seattle plus six and a half. Very nice. Very nice. All right. For my third pick of the week, we are going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Coming off, firing their head coach. Let's get the post-Josh McDaniels win because what better to do 
when firing a moron coach, yep. then come back the next week and have an emotional win that means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yep. Yep, I like that one. Um, I think for my fourth pick before we do our locks, um, I like Cincinnati two and a half on the Sunday night game. You son of a gun. You stole my pick. I knew that was going to be your last one too. So had to sneak it in there. All righty. I like it. I like it. That just gives me a bit of a pivot. But give me Atlanta. Minus three and a half against this Minnesota team. Minnesota has a secondary that really has struggled all year. They were able to get the blitz on Brock Purdy, and they're coming off three straight wins like you had talked about. I think that this is a Mm -hmm. game that we see a bit of regression from this Minnesota defense, and Taylor Heineke, like I said, is my boy, and he's going to put up some points this week. I think Atlanta is going to cover this three and a half point point spread. And Minnesota is going to go back home worried about what's wrong with their yep. team. Exactly. So, all right, now we're going into our lock picks. All righty. Week nine. G Money. Lock of the week. Drum roll, please. I'm taking Kansas City in this early morning slate. You son Kansas of a gun. Yeah. I I don't think Miami, I knew that was going to be yours too. So I had to say it. Um. I mean, this could honestly be – I don't see any other games on here that I was running through that could be a lock for either of us. So, honestly, we could share this one because Kansas City, horrible game against Denver. Um, coming back, they're going to have a fire on their butt. Miami has not really played a team that has a great defense. Line is at one and a half. The over-under is 51. We're in Germany. Great um, Chiefs fan base. Like this is this is gonna be a heck of a game to watch. So I would take Kansas City in this one. I hate saying that because Kansas City's in our division with Broncos, but I'm taking Kansas City. Alrighty. I unfortunately I think that I do have to share this lock of the week with you because I just love Kansas City in this spot. I am not a fan of betting on teams that are in the AFC West, and I have two of them this week in my five. So Kansas City, look for a get-right week. Like I said, this is is just a great spot for the public to be so high on Miami because they put up 70 points against the Broncos and they keep beating up these bad teams. They're not ready for the big boys. Yeah. Sorry about that. Someone call me. It's all good. It's all good. And then for our last, our last bonus part, you got any props you like this week? Um, I am quickly looking at some of them. I'll start off with mine. I, I like the Las Vegas Raiders this week against the New York Giants defense. So give me Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown score for plus a dollar seventy. You're getting plus money. A guy that just loves targets in the red zone. And I think that he's been so frustrated with everything that's been going down. 
I think that he is just going to go up to his young quarterback tomorrow and say, give me the rock. So, yeah, Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown yep. score, mark it. It's my lock part two. Yeah, I like that one. Absolutely. All right, my thing is not loading. All right, under or over one prop that you're going to give on the podcast today? I'm going to take the under. I don't know how you're still you're probably going to win that. Yeah, I didn't look at any props. Yep, and it's not loading for me, so. All right. Well, Greg gets like no props Devontae this week. Grant get, zero prop. Grant gets zero props this week, so. We're so excited to break down the game with you tomorrow. After the games, please join us for our Sunday recap episode where we go through how we were right, how we were wrong, and how Roger kicked Grant's butts in the picks this week. <laughs> so thanks for stopping by and listening. Please follow us on Instagram and all social medias at Talking Sports RG. I'm Roger. I'm Grant. And thank you for talking sports with us. Have a great night.